0: Hey there, everyone. I'm Zach Rusk of the Tuscarawas County Convention and Visitors Bureau. As I look at the weather in the weeks to come, it seems that, once again, January promises to bring nothing more than cold, dreary days of snow and slush. With the charm of the holidays behind us, you might be looking for something to bring a little warmth and brightness to your life. One local person has found a way to do that through his culinary skills. Brian Mahaffey, owner of Half's Hot Sauce, uses his creativity and style to bring a unique heat to your kitchen be sure to bring an open mind and maybe a glass of milk and some bread to the other side of Tusk. Welcome back to the other side of Tusk. I'm here with Brian Mahaffey, owner of Half's Hot Sauce. Brian, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about how Half's got started.
1: Uh, Well, I picked uh, right before a pandemic to uh, develop a business here locally in T. County. I had been following hot ones, and I ran into a bunch of fruit sauces that tasted more like pain and peppers than it did the fruit in the sauce. So I figured I want to take a stab at this, see if I could make something that's a little fruitier, a little more what I enjoy with my meals. So I started testing with a blueberry sauce called Indigo Fire, and people fell in love with it. They told me, you need to start a business with this. So I spent about a year figuring out how to do everything commercially, legally through department ag, uh, getting a leased commercial kitchen, all those steps. It was like right during a
0: pandemic I chose to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still around, so I would take that as a kind of a success story.
1: Yeah, uh, it's been really successful. Uh, We've had our ups and downs. I'm in the rebuild phase. We started initially with a co-packer in Columbus, Ohio, and we reached the point last year where I decided I no longer wanted a co-packer. Co-packer locked me into like 800 to 1,000 bottles at a time. Sometimes I don't want that many. I wanted to be more of a small batch maker. Something that's a little more special, uh, less, not mass produced, but less higher quantity production of it.
0: I want to talk a little bit about that. You mentioned that you make small batch hot sauce on your website. What exactly is small batch and how is it different from your traditional hot sauce?
1: Small batch, it doesn't necessarily mean different ingredients are being used. Uh, A lot of times... People will will focus on fresher ingredients, peppers that are locally grown, but the small batch portion of it is the quantity we're producing. Like I said, with a co-packer, we were doing between 35 and 70 gallons at a time of a flavor. So like I said, 800 to 1,000 bottles. Small batch, I'm doing anywhere from 60 bottles to usually a maximum of like 200 bottles. So it's, it's a way smaller production of it, and it's more limited release. But it allows me to make more flavors, to be more creative with things, and not be locked into just a couple flavors with a lot of bottles of that. Each time we produce it.
0: Obviously, you don't have to give away any proprietary secrets, but can you talk a little bit about how hot sauce gets
1: made? Um, There really aren't any proprietary secrets unless you look on the bottle and you see it says spices or spice blend. If you can work your way around the kitchen, uh, you can look at the ingredient list. You should be able to (laughs) figure out how I made that in the bottle. But everything starts legally with having a recipe and going through a process authority. But basically... I figure out my recipe and I have to have it at a certain pH level to make sure that this product will be shelf stable. Uh, It's an acidified product, so um, you have to come in under 4.2 pH. It has to be an acid to keep any of the spores or bacteria from having an environment that it can survive in. So that acidic environment allows those to not thrive or be alive, and then you pasteurize it. You cook it 180 to 200 degrees, similar to like milk or other products. You have the product you have here, but there was a ton of prep that goes into it from your dry spices to your your vegetables, your produce, uh, your fruits, uh, a lot of mise en place, setting your stuff up for when you're actually adding it to it. But the fruit-based ones, it's a lot of prep
0: of limes, lemons, citrus. Do you do anything different than what someone could look up on Google, like how to make hot sauce? Um, I
1: don't ferment. Uh, That's one of the differences. A lot of things you'll look into. A lot of homemakers, they'll do fermenting with their peppers, which could take a couple weeks to as long as you actually want to ferment. But that adds a lot of flavor to it, a lot of complexity with the fermentation, and it also adds a lot of liability. Fermenting doesn't have to be pasteurized all the time, so some of those bottles on the shelf can continue to ferment. A lot of those have to be keep refrigerated, too. That's something we don't want to deal with on a commercial level. Uh, When I have stuff in mom and pops all the way up to Myers that we just started in in Cleveland, I, I don't wanna have a worry or a liability of something to ferment and be a recall issue. With the Shelf Stable products, these ones here, they don't need refrigeration. They can sit on a shelf for up to two years. And we have a stable product that can continue to sell. So
0: You kind of make it nice and easy for the consumer. Yeah. I mean, you do, like I said,
1: you do lose a little bit of complexity in the flavor. Um, but I try to make up with that with the ingredients I use, the flavor profiles that I create. But that's a little different from some of the other companies. We, we keep it small scale and I'm making it on the cheap. Still delicious,
0: great ingredient, just not as much in kitchen extra prep. Anyone who knows halves probably knows that you have some pretty clever flavor combinations. What are some of your favorites?
1: Um, My favorite ones are the sauces that people look at and say, that will never work. And then they try it, and then you see that look on their face. You see, like, they brighten up, and you've made a half day for them (laughs) with it. Um, My watermelon rhubarb chipotle with maple syrup is the one I love to throw at people for the uniqueness. Uh, It was made with Camp Tuscazor maple syrup. We did that as a homage to the years I spent in Boy Scouts and my love for Camp Tuscazor. That sauce is just so unique that it just blows people away. It's an expensive one to do, so we do it very rarely. Like it's gonna be a special release every time we do it. But yeah, that one, uh, super proud of for the uniqueness. Our Mary Lloyd we just launched, our Cranberry Granny Smith Raisin, scotch bonnet, and ahi amarillo. You're not gonna find that flavor profile anywhere else. And this sauce is a homage to my grandmother. One of her recipes that she would use to do for a cranberry side dish every year for Thanksgiving, I wanted to turn it into a hot sauce. Yeah, I brought it out. It turned out more like a ketchup or a cocktail sauce, but people have been loving it. And then I keep her recipe going forward. In her memory.
0: Well, it's very sweet. I
1: mean, not literally, of course, but... (laughs) Oh, it's a little sweet. More tart. (laughs) Yeah, we actually have a sauerkraut sauce I'm trying to launch this year as well. It's her sauerkraut recipe with red habanero. Yeah, every once in a while I want to do that as, like, a tribute to a family member.
0: You know, I I like how how much personality it kind of adds, that you have all these stories about how... Uh, Like Mary Lloyd, for example, Uh, you came up with these recipes. Um, Are there any other tricks that you have to coming up with these hot sauce combinations?
1: Um, I've been a fan of craft beers for (laughs) probably the last 15 to 18 years, and it's kind of transferred over into the hot sauce making. Like all these beverages, I get like an ice cream sour or like things crazy with lactose or like the different profiles they do with these. They're like pushing the envelope, going beyond what you're used to with like a typical beverage like that. That's kind of influenced me to you do that with hot sauce. Like when I come up with a pineapple upside down hot sauce like we did as a special release, like that's influence from a craft beer I've tried in the past or a dessert that was turned
0: into that that needed to be a hot sauce. I like that. Look look for inspiration everywhere. I, I think anyone who creates anything can relate to that. That's really cool. So you brought a couple of hot sauce flavors. Uh, would you care to speak about some of what you brought today?
1: Yeah, I actually have it from our mildest to our hottest. Okay. And then I have a special treat for you here. Oh. This is our uh, Verde that uh, is not released yet. Um, We're gonna try and do that this year. We have, like I mentioned before, our boring sauce for boring people. We're actually gonna have two more sauces in that lineup playing off of that. So traditional boring, and this will be boring sauce, now in green. And then we'll have the now in orange version as well. So it'll be a three different flavors. Our mildest thing we make is our grandma level pickle shake. It's a dry rub version of the trippy pickle our best-selling dill pickle jalapeno and a splash of habanero relish sauce. We introduced the dry rub for popcorn, basically anything else in the kitchen you want to do like a dry rub for. Works great with burgers, chicken wings, anything you want a dry rub to use with, it's perfect for. Then we jump up to the bestseller trippy pickle, perfect on burgers, brats, Bloody Marys, hot dogs, deviled eggs, udon, and ramen. We got a boring sauce, which the sauce is anything but boring, the packaging, and the style is boring for me. We did this as a joke because we had a few places say that the artwork was too colorful, too surreal, too whatever, so this was my uh, response to that to give them something that looks like an old-style generic beer can. So that was Boring Sauce. Uh, That's quickly catching up to Trippy Pickle. People have been falling in love with that. And basically drinking the stuff. Mary Lloyd, uh, that was my wife's answer to us wanting to use Festivus. I didn't want to get sued by uh, Warner Brothers or Jerry Seinfeld. Can't say I blame you. I don't need them coming to my house going, what's the deal with you using Festivus? So we we came out with Mary Lloyd. It's a Welsh tradition. The horse bones you see on there is a kind of like caroling where people will go to houses and carol with this outfit. And if you relent to them, you have to feed them and give them beverage. (laughs) So that's Mary Lloyd, our cranberry sauce. Our hottest one currently is our pineapple. It's a pineapple ghost. We used to have a Hot Tropic, and they've kind of melted together, and the two different pineapple ghost sauce was too much. So we brought that down to one with pineapple. And like I said, this is our Verde that's coming out here uh,
0: hopefully later this year. But you get to try it today. Oh, very exciting. You want to dive into a couple? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I uh, actually wouldn't mind starting with the Verde, if that's okay. Verde? Absolutely. Yeah, that one.
1: Uh, it's jalapeno, tomatillo, garlic, onion, sea salt, cilantro. So hopefully you are not a cilantro soap person. No,
0: no. Yeah. I thank the Lord every day.
1: Yes, I am blessed with the DNA makeup that allows me to taste cilantro. I kept it traditional. That's that's why it falls in the boring line. Like I love traditional. You're never gonna find a better sauce when you're traveling the world than when somebody says, "Would you like to try our house sauce?" <laughs> you always say yes.
0: I like that, it's got a nice nice, very forward, very bright kind of spice to it uh, there's a decent amount of lime in there too to give it that pop definitely keep an eye out for this one folks, I'm a big fan I'd like to try the Mary Lloyd if I could. I do love unusual flavors.
1: Yeah, we've, we've worked with a few local growers, makers. Uh, we collaborate a lot with people. I've got a purple daikon one that I plan to release
0: eventually. We Purple daikon made an amazing purple hot sauce that I eventually want to get out there. I don't know that I've ever had purple daikon. What kind of flavor is that?
1: Uh, purple daikon is uh, a radish, and it's usually milder compared to like your red radishes, or white seems to pack a pretty hefty punch with that heat in it, too. So you get a little a little bit of a crowdy flavor with that sauce. The flavor profile is very unique.
0: You know, I never thought, this is the Mary Lloyd sauce I've just tried. I never thought spicy cranberry sauce is something that I'd want. Mary Lloyd's really solid. I love that.
1: On the milder end, too. It's, oh, yeah. I, I put that maybe a 2 out of 10.
0: When I was in my teens and early 20s, you know, I loved crazy spicy stuff. But like now that I'm you know, getting older, there's definitely a ceiling on what I can deal with. Yeah, I, I make this stuff day in, day out, and I tap out at lower end of habanero.
1: Once you hit your 40s, your stomach doesn't
0: always hold up to it. So you mentioned that you've worked with Camp Tuscas or with their maple syrup. Are there any other local businesses that you partner with? Yeah, uh, Michael's Confections,
1: uh, we currently do, uh, he calls them half nuts. He uses the dill powder, and he does uh, pecans, and then he did cashews as a special treat for me. <laughs> the ones I love my cashews. But yeah, usually the pecans is what he'll do with the powder and sell that at the farmer's markets in his different events. Uh, he does that like limited release. I work with Passionate Midnight Bakery in North Canton, Ohio. We do baked goods, spicy different uh, collaborations occasionally. Uh, we actually did a molten macaron with him too. It was a whoopie pie sized macaron and it was
0: uh, one chip challenge level heat. Uh, but it was delicious, super unique. I think so far, super unique seems to be the the theme of today, which, awesome. (laughs) And while we're on the subject of unique, something else I find striking about your brand is the artwork that you put on your, your hot sauce and your website and your marketing and everything. Can you talk a little bit about how you came up with that and how you choose the artists you work with?
1: I've been surrounded by really awesome artists here in Tuscarawas County, growing up all my life, and I've been lucky to be friends with a lot of them. When we first started, we realized it cost a little bit more to commission artwork for what we were doing, but it was well worth what it put onto our products and to help the artists. That created everything you see on our bottles. We've worked the first three years, we did exclusively Ohio artists commission for these. This year is the first year we've actually used somebody out of state. Uh, we have one girl from Massachusetts that uh, did her Mary Lloyd label. She was the first out-of-state person we had to actually make it onto a bottle. Uh, I do have another musician and friend from Vinny Vegas. He designed one for us when we release uh, My Last Straw. He'll be the next out-of-state artist. But yeah, everything we've had, we've commissioned from local artists. We give them pretty much free reign to design whatever they want to with it within the constraints of being politically correct, family friendly. But yeah, we give them, we give them a sample of the sauce and we just let them design from there. And what they come back with, as long as it's acceptable to the public, that's what you see on the
0: bottle. So hopefully this has piqued some folks' interest. If they were, they're interested in buying um, some of your hot sauce, where can they do it?
1: Uh, Daily Grind in downtown New Philly. uh, They have a really good selection of our product. Bolts Farms, uh, they have our full lineup there. And if you go on our website, we have a store locator that actually uh, will give you all of the locations that carry us currently. We're, we're rebuilding and trying to take over Ohio again with it. <laughs> Let's
0: say you're off to a great start. And uh, what is the website's address? Uh, it's halfshotsauce.com. Easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, is there anything that you'd like to add that I forgot to ask about?
1: Support your local farmers' markets, support your local growers, and
0: uh, keep us making great stuff. Brian, thank you so much for your time. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. I did too. Be sure to keep an eye out for Half's Hot Sauce at your favorite local vendors and farmers' markets. You can also check out their website at www.halfshotsauce.com. You can learn more about other attractions and businesses in the area at the Tuscarawas County Convention and Visitors Bureau's website, www.traveltusk.com, or by calling 1-800-527-3387. If there's someone you'd like to hear on the other side of Tusk, you can let me know at office at TravelTusk.com. I'm Zach Rusk. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the other side of Tusk.